I'm not as young as I used to be, which means I can't treat my body the way I once did. In fact, last year's medical checkup didn't turn out the best, so I decided I needed to change things up and start eating healthier. One of the ways I do that is by making smoothies. But smoothie shop prices can be pretty high, and making them at home always seem like a pain. You gotta pull the blender out, find the right attachments, set everything up, and then cleaning everything is annoying, making it difficult to quickly whip up a breakfast smoothie in the morning. That's why I'm glad to tell you about the BlendJet 2 Portable Blender. Like I said, it's portable, so you can blend up a smoothie at work, a protein shake at the gym, or even a margarita on the beach. It's small enough to fit in a cup holder, but powerful enough to blast through tough ingredients like ice and frozen fruit with ease. BlendJet 2 is whisper quiet, so you can make your morning smoothie without waking up the whole house. That's especially important to me because I wake up before the rest of my family, and once my kids are up, my morning work routine is pretty much shot to hell. And best of all, BlendJet 2 cleans itself. Just blend water with a drop of soap and you're good to go. BlendJet 2 has over 30 plus colors and patterns to choose from, so if you don't like one design, there's definitely one that suits your personality. So what are you waiting for? Go to BlendJet.com and grab yours today. Be sure to use my promo code, SuperCinemaPod12, to get 12% off your order and free two-day shipping. No other portable blender on the market comes close to the quality, power, and innovation of the BlendJet 2. They guarantee you'll love it or your money back. Blend anytime, anywhere with the BlendJet 2. Welcome to the Superhero Cinephiles Podcast. I'm your host, Perry Constantine, and probably the quickest turnaround for a returning guest outside of ones where we've actually recorded multiple episodes on the same day is Brad Mengel. Brad, how are you doing today? I'm good, thanks. Good, good. Yes. Um, so, yeah. like I said, it's only been a few days since we last recorded. I'm not sure if you've yeah. got anything new to that that's grabbing your interest in the past, uh, like, two uh... days. <laughs> Well, actually, I've just been exploring a an Australian comic book character called the Raven. Um, oh, okay. He yeah, he came out for ten issues back in the fifties, late fifties, early sixties. Um, so he's a fun character. He uh, is a lord who's falsely accused of committing a crime, uh, stealing some stuff, framed by his brother. Uh, he 
sets sent to jail, escapes from jail, and ends up adopting the disguise of the Raven and fighting crime. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking of pitching a story to um, an Australian publisher. Oh, nice, nice. Character. Yeah. So, that's what... so is this a is this a public domain character then? No, no, it's uh, licensed. So I, okay. I know who has has the license. They've published a few, uh, a couple of new stories with the character. So I know them, and I know a couple of people who have who've worked for that company. So yeah. okay, cool. And Very the other cool. thing Good. is, yeah. And another thing is, a new Phantom comic just came out here, and uh, my likeness turned up in it. Really? Yeah. Is yeah, that just so, a coincidence, or uh, someone no, no, working no. on it? I know, actually, know the artist Paul Mason, and he, um, he, yeah. So I was just chatting to him one night, and he says, "You know what? I've got a character. I'm going to base him on you." And I went, "I will, <laughs> I will take that." Uh, awesome. Yeah, the character's name. The character's name's Barry Barry Mengel. He's a reporter. So I'm like, yep, I'll take that. <laughs> very cool. Very cool. Um, anyway, so today uh, we're just going to jump into it because we don't have a whole lot of other stuff to, yeah. to get out of the way first. Um, but today yeah. we're talking about uh, Black Mask or Hawk Hop is the original uh, Chinese title. It's um, 1996 uh, uh, Hong Kong movie made by Jet Li. And yep. this was, I think this was, like the first big movie that Jet Li had released in America, at least it's the first big one yeah. I remember because he was in yeah. Lethal Weapon 4 and that was kind of like his introduction to American audiences. And then not yep. long after that, this one um, got a U.S. release. Yeah. Yeah. And I should have opened up at the start. I'm probably going to mangle every single Chinese word that I say in this podcast. So I'll just <laughs> apologize for that in the start. Fair enough. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It's actually what thing that surprised me was it was actually based on a Chinese comic or man manhua, I think they. Call yeah, it. yeah, it's um, uh, I'm not sure exactly the pronunciation, but manhua ma manga is obviously the Japanese term. Yeah, and then there's manhua w h a I think for for Korean manga. Yeah, and then the Chinese one it's like man man manhua or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I'm just thinking I'm sitting there, I'm sitting there last night going, there's no pronunciation guide for this. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Um, it, and yeah, yeah, and these are they're basically Chinese language uh comics um produced in China and, and yeah. Taiwan. Yeah. And uh yeah, there was only six issues from what I could find on the on the English language internet anyway. Mm -hmm. Uh so yeah, so there's only six issues. Uh you came out in nineteen ninety two. Uh and the the guy who created it, uh Lee Shi Tak. Is known as the godfather of indie comics in Hong Kong. Oh, really? That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. And he had like a big art uh, exhibition uh, in Hong Kong uh, a couple of years back where he actually showed an unused Black Mask cover. So do you have any familiarity with the comics beyond just doing some research on it? Yeah, there's like four interior pages on a Twitter, couple of Twitter posts mm -hmm. and, the, and the, six, the, six the six covers. Um, so yeah, there's, I couldn't find like any information, like it could be the most faithful adaptation or it could be the 1944 Captain America one, <laughs> you know, where everything's changed except for like the suit and the, and the, the fact that he's called the cap, he's called Captain America. Right, right, right. Um, okay. Yeah. So, um, what was your history with this movie? Uh, I remember, I think I went to, you know, a music shop. 
you know, we'd buy CDs and records back in the day. Uh, ask your grandparents, kids. And uh, <laughs> and I, I think I just saw the cover and it was um, just this cover of a, of a mask with like this corrugated look. And I was just like, what is this? And, you know, Jet Li. And I said, well, that'll, that'll do it. Um, you know, that was enough for me. I grabbed it. I bought it. Uh, I watched it. And uh, I just had a remember, remembering it being really, really, really brutal. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, and so I was a bit excited to watch it again because I, you know, I enjoyed it the first time. Uh, but my wife doesn't have, share my fondness for brutal movies, so <laughs> <laughs> so she was out last night, and, uh, so I watched it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um I remember ads for this at the time when it came out. So like I remember that. And also the image on on the U.S. release, uh, it comes mm. from the the climatic scene where they're, yeah. they're fighting in the underground underground ish tunnels. Can't remember exactly what yeah. it was, but but there's yeah. like him like jumping and doing the splits against the wall. That's like that was like the iconic poster that was on the U.S. DVD cover, and yeah. also um, lots of U.S. comic ads. They used that mm. um, back at the time, and yeah. and so I've seen this around was... a lot. Yeah, but he wasn't sorry, even wearing the mask. He wasn't even wearing the mask in that picture. I was, was like, <laughs> I was thinking the exact same thing last night. I'm like, well, he's not even wearing the mask in that. It's weird because it's such a big part of the of the movie. But yeah. um, so I thought that was a it was an interesting choice to choose that as the as the advertising image as opposed to, uh-huh. like you said, the one on some of the international releases. They had the close up of the mask itself, where it, yeah. it has that kind of corrugated look to it. Um, but yeah, I. I didn't see it at the time. And um, in fact, I wasn't even I, I came I came a little bit late to to being a fan of Jet Li. It wasn't like. I'd seen him and I think I'd seen him in Lethal Weapon 4 and mm-hmm. um, uh, but I was, you know, I there's so many people in that movie. It was, you yeah. know, even though he was yes. good in it, it was tough to find like a standout type thing. Yeah. Um, mostly I just thought, oh, he's a pretty cool villain. But then yeah. um it was the uh, I think it was Luke Besson who did uh, a movie with him called Kiss of the Dragon, which came out yep. probably like a year or two after this, like 97, yeah. 98 or something like that. And I remember seeing that in the theater. And that was amazing. Like after I saw yeah. that, I'm like, oh, this is actually really damn good. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, since then, I've seen him in a lot of other stuff, obviously. And uh, and he's I think he's also a better actor than, you know, you'd probably expect from someone who's primarily a, a martial artist. Like you see him in um, yeah. that first Expendables, Expendables movie. He's got yep. a great talent for humor in that. Like some of the funniest lines in that movie are from him when he's when he's talking about why he needs to get a raise and everything. Yeah. Well, the other one I thought was funny was uh, he did one with Jackie Chan, Forbidden Kingdom. Oh, the Forbidden Kingdom. Yeah. I remember yeah. a lot of people didn't like that, but I, I thought it was very entertaining. Yeah, I, I quite enjoyed it. But it was sort of this bit of a shock. Like, hang on, you've got Jet Li playing the Monkey King mm-hmm. and not Jackie Chan. That, was, that, that sort of was a bit of a disconnect. But he did a really good job. Yeah, you know, so it's just one of those things you're going, Jackie Chan, like, why aren't you, why? Why aren't you putting mm-hmm. him in there? Yeah. Also, there yeah. was um, uh, War, the movie he did with uh, Jason Statham, which, mm-hmm. uh, again, I know a lot of people didn't really like it, but I I thought it was pretty enjoyable. Yeah. Um, and so it, I, so I, when I, I'd eventually found this, it was, um, like years later, like maybe like 10 yeah. years later at least. And I found it in a, in a used DVD shop and picked it up and watched it. And, um, 
And unfortunately, I didn't realize this when I when I picked it up at the time, but there are multiple versions of this movie. Yes. And uh, so which version did you uh, which were I should probably say, which versions have you watched of this movie? Well, just the one I the one I own, which is I'm uh, from my research, the Hong Kong version, I think. Okay. Uh, sort okay. of watching, yeah, looking at the scene descriptions, like uh, the cat, his uh, Jet Li's character's name is uh, where am I? Chu Chick or Chu, something like that. Chu Chick, yeah, because I've got Chu Hark down, and I'm thinking, no, that's not right. That's the producer. Right, right. Uh, yeah, yeah, but Chu Chick. Um, so that sort of led me to think it's the Hong Kong version and then i saw there was a couple of scenes like there's a few scenes that are slightly longer in each version uh mm. and looks from what i from what i read that it was the hong kong version which okay. makes sense because we're fairly close to hong kong right so yours was also the the one that was in cantonese then i'm guessing yeah but it was dubbed into english so oh so you did have a dubbed version i had a dubbed version yeah okay okay yeah. okay so that's interesting because the u.s release they um they did a few weird things with it first off they did an english dub on it which was mm. i'll talk about the dub the dub is terrible it's just <laughs> god-awful voice acting on it i mean um it's very much like the kind of bad dubs on the old bruce lee movies it's ah, just, yes. yeah, it's so bad they were you could tell they weren't even trying with it um mm. Uh, it's also the U.S. version is also missing about ten minutes were were yeah. cut out of it, and the um, the opening sequence and the credits were um, were edited a little bit or or replaced mm. in some cases. And um, I uh, so um, yeah, so there's the and they they also not only did they replace the 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 dialogue. But the U.S. also did this very weird thing where they replaced the entire soundtrack in the movie. So yeah. it's not uh, the any of the original music used in the Hong Kong version, but instead they they replaced it with this very weird hip hop soundtrack. And it's just it's very disjointed. It, it completely mm. breaks up the flow of the movie. Um, they've got these weird record scratches in odd places. And it's just the oh. whole thing. Just it's just a very bizarre experience uh, watching it. And it. It's very distracting too. Like I, I'm not sure why they did that. I, I, because again, I'm not sure when this movie came out in the U.S. Mm. But I know he was in Romeo yeah. Must Die, and I know Romeo yeah. Must Die was a little bit more hip hop influenced. And plus, yeah, well, I think it was about '99 from what I can, from what I've read, that it came out. The okay. U.S. edition came out. Yeah, that sounds. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not 100 certain on the dates, but that sounds mm. about the same time as when Romeo Must Die, I believe. So yeah. that would make sense because that was the one he did with um with Aaliyah. I think that was her last yeah. movie. Yeah. Um wait, no, I'm sorry. Not that wasn't her last movie. It was no, it was uh, uh, the Queen the of the Damned. Yeah, yeah, Queen of the Damned. That was her last one. Uh but yeah, I mean it's it, it was just very disjointed. And um well yeah. let's let's talk about it. How how did you feel rewatching this movie last night? What were some things that kind of jumped out at you? Um well, I, I liked the one of the things that jumped out to me was uh, what they did to make him a, a super soldier was effectively they uh, disconnected all his nerves, mm. his nervous system, uh, very much similar to Dark Man. I was going to uh, say the so same the, thing, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so in in my my mental head canon, it's in the same universe as Dark Man. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they also did like they sort of went, oh yeah, all these guys went crazy with the emotions, so we'll remove their emotions as well. Uh, but yeah, I said uh, the 701 squadron, uh, 
was yeah, it was a really yeah, there was an interesting I like that idea of yeah, this is whole rogue faction. And the one mm -hmm. guy he said, No, 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 I'm not gonna do that. But I did notice that a lot of the characters seemed to pick up the idiot ball really quickly. Like uh yeah, yeah like the last the last drug lord in all of Hong Kong. Yeah, this goes, Yeah, no, yeah, this submissive just totally turned up. You know, <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? And I'm under attack, so I'm gonna have sex with her because that's what you do. Yeah. <laughs> but also another thing I thought was weird about that whole plot, because there's this whole the whole reason that the 701 squadron is, is going after these drug lords and they're trying to get all this information to to hold these crime watch files for ransom. Mm. I mean, it's like the whole thing is they're they're dying and they want the government mm. to give them a cure. So, I mean, it's like if I'm in the government, just kind of like, well, just fucking wait it out. Yeah. Well, that actually wasn't part of the Hong Kong plot. It was just like, oh, yeah, really? Totally okay. just, yeah. Yeah. It was just like, hey, we're going to we're going to just take over Hong Kong and deal with, you know, get money, tons of money out of the um, Colombians and just run the drugs. Which uh, makes that uh, makes I don't know why they made that change then. That that doesn't make yeah. any sense because that yeah. that makes so much more sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, that, that yeah. That's yeah, and I think they also changed the origin for how they got their their invulnerability. It was uh, like a super soldier serum or something. It, from yeah, yeah, it was some sort of um, it was some sort of like super soldier type product. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, and it just says that um, there was this ex it was this extortion thing they're trying to do. But again, I I don't know why they put that into the the U.S. Mm. version then, if that wasn't in the original, because that no. just doesn't make any sense. No, um, not, yeah, like I said, yeah. give us a cure because we're going to die in six months. Well, yeah, just fucking wait there. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, and uh, I think what's the other one? Oh, yeah, the at the hospital, yeah, an ambulance just pulls up and they go, oh yeah, there's a there's a guy who's had an accident. It's like, why isn't the hospital closed if you've got it? You know, lockdown mm -hmm. and security, and you just go. Sorry, guys, you've got to go to another hospital. Don't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of like weird logic things in this movie. Um, and you know, I, it's hard for me to judge the performances because, again, I'm watching the U.S. version, which has this mm -hmm. incredibly awful dub, and it's like, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, you can, I understand one to do a dub but there's a good way and a bad way to do it like if you look yeah. at some of the um like the studio ghibli films when they dub yeah. those into english they get some really good dubs they get some like you know high caliber actors to come in and read those lines and to mm. to really kind of you know commit to it and just like this it's it's like they it's like i don't even know if they hired real voice actors it's just it's mm. like they hired like homeless people off the streets and get for an exchange for a sandwich or something because it's just so bad it is the worst reading i have ever heard in a movie oh that's that's bad uh, the hong kong the you know the hong kong english dub is 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 really good i enjoyed uh, and i'm not sure if like everyone involved spoke english and they did their own lines or mm -hmm. you know uh and i couldn't see any of the credits where the, you know, they said english dub bye blah 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 right uh, yeah, they also didn't credit the other thing I noticed is they didn't credit the comic. The oh really? I didn't know. I didn't yeah. notice that. Yeah, well, I I sort of I was sort of watching that that those end credits and I went, hang on, they didn't mention the comic. Maybe they did it in the opening credits. And I went back and rewatched those and I'm going, no. Uh, 
But it was a nice touch. They said, yeah, uh, they said in 1992, this experiment was done. And that's when the comic came out. So I was like, that's a nice touch, I realized. Mm. But yeah, no mention of the comics whatsoever. Yeah, I'm looking um, at the... So some of these names actually kind of look a little familiar. Like Corey Burton. I know I've heard his mm. name before. Yeah. Um, John DiMaggio. So I don't know yeah. what the hell was going on with this. I think it was just like, maybe it was a rush production or, or something, but it's just yeah. very, very bad acting in this. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. Like I said, I haven't seen the, the American version and I'm a little, a little scared too, but I, a little part of me wants to see it now. Mm. Yeah. I mean, even Tara strong did a voice. Apparently it does. Oh, does it just says voice doesn't say who she did, but, but she had apparently well, did a voice of someone. Um, well, you've only got a 50, 50 shot because there's only two women in this movie. Well, I think no. The other ones, I think they have different voices. Like Tracy uh, has has a different has a different voice actress credited. Uh, um, I'm not sure if um, might have been Kaylin. Then I'm not sure. Meh. Um, another thing that's another thing that they do in um, in the in the English dub is they change uh, they change some of the names around. Yeah. Um, so in uh, in the case of uh, Sweet Chick. Jet Li's character, his his real name is Michael, and then the name he uses as like his alias when he's working at the library is Simon. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, and also, uh, yeah, when he start in the other version, he's teacher, just known as teacher, mm. and then becomes Choi Chick when he's working in in the library. Okay, mm. and uh, doesn't I'm not sure if um, the inspector. Right, he's he's yeah. he's called Rock in um in the in the English dub. I'm not sure if that's also a nickname they use in the in the original. It it is, yeah. Okay, so, okay, yeah. So yeah, Rock Rock Shen, I think his name is Rock Shek yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So he was, yeah, you know, he was kind of. I liked him as a character. Yeah, he was that sort he of. He was tough, good. Yeah, he was that. He, rough, he was tough. he was entertaining. Yeah. Yeah, that rough tough cop, like yeah, just let them go to war, kill each other. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and he was that that yeah you know, that tough guy. He liked to fight. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this and you know the action too. Like the action, the fight scenes are great. And I think that's that's oh, the best that's... thing about this movie is, is these fight scenes. They're, oh, yeah, they're fantastic. Very well done. <laughs> yes, yeah. But one of the things that really annoyed me is this director Daniel Lee is just yeah. very incompetent behind the camera. Because I'm, I don't know if he had gotten someone different to do the fight scenes or if he just knows how to shoot fight scenes. But when it came to mm. everything that wasn't a fight scene, it felt like he he never. It felt like this is the first time he'd ever looked at a camera because it's just mm. he's using he's tilting it. He's using handheld mm. shots in places where it doesn't make sense. He's yep. using these weird trackings and angles, and it was just very. It almost felt like a student film in some cases. Mm. Watching some of these scenes, yeah, I had looked at what well, he hasn't done a great deal. He only like this is about the seventh film he'd made. So, I mean, after seven films, you think you'd at least know <laughs> how to shoot a, a dialogue scene. Yeah, yeah, and also so there's that weird bit when they were were getting uh, what's the name? Pay, 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 pay. I can't think of a name. The the member of the seven hundred one squad out of jail. Like no, no, mm. she's just totally tried to kill this drug lord, but we're gonna let it go. It's all good. Uh, but yeah. you know they've, they've got the dove flying, and I'm like, what is this? A John Woo film? I, I, I wonder. To... I I caught I caught that too. I wonder if that was supposed to be a John Woo reference or something. Yeah, it's like what's going on here? 
uh, yeah, it's just like I'm just randomly releasing a couple of doves. And like, mm, no, that doesn't make sense. That too, that too was another example of just like these weird choices they make in this movie. Like yeah. they have, um, uh, I mean, you know, I'll, I'll just call him Jet Li's character because it's easier than yeah. constantly remembering what his yeah. name is supposed to be. In the yeah, movie. but he goes to he goes up to Rock and he says. He's like, oh, that woman you've got in custody, she's my friend, and you know, yeah. I want to help her. Can I talk to her? It's just like, in what you, I don't care how good friends you are with the cop. In what uh, universe yeah. would you just release a suspect like yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, that was. A bit, I thought it was a bit weird. Like, yeah, you go, yeah. all right, come on in. You can go talk to her in the prison cell. But yeah, it's like, like, oh yeah, we we don't believe that she had anything to do with it. And like, really. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's, like I said, the idiot ball had to get handed over a few times to make the plot yeah, happen. Yeah. Um, well, also when they, when the um, the commissioner accuses Rock of being the black mask too, I'm like, Rock was there at the scene. Why, is, why do you think he? It, it doesn't make any sense. Why? Why? I mean, someone would have noticed that he was gone at that in that yeah. situation. Yeah, it's just that bit at the end of you guys. Oh, I'm just going to put on the hat and flail my coat, my coat around. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, that looks cool as all get out, but <laughs> why would you do that? <laughs> yeah. Um, what were some other things that that jumped out to you? Uh, yeah, well, definitely the fight scenes. Although, but I noticed that there wasn't there was a lot of a lot of cutting and editing, uh, where I would have preferred, you know, Jet Li's a competent fighter. I'm not sure about. You know the rest of the characters, the rest of the the rest of the actors, but it's like, you know, just film the action. Just let me watch it. Don't cut it twenty thousand. Don't give me twenty thousand cuts for each punch mm-hmm. and each, each blow. Um, but having said that, sometimes you know you had that bit where they cut off some some guy's arm with a bit of glass, and you're mm. like, dude, how did you do that? And the guy just keeps coming because he he doesn't feel he doesn't care. Um, yeah, so that 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 was, you know, uh, yeah, like I said, I do remember the fight scenes being brutal. You know, people on fire and they just keep fighting and just like, oh, this is great, mm. uh, and it makes it that part makes sense. Uh, but yeah, there was like I said, the idiot ball came out a few a few too many times for my liking, uh, and you know all this weird thing. Uh, but I did like I did like the scene at the start where they're you know they've they've gone to the toilet, they've gone to the loo, and the guys are, are bailing up Jet Lee. And he, he knows Rock's in the toilet and Rock comes out and you just see this grin on his face is like, mm-hmm. oh, you guys, you don't know what you're in for. <laughs> yeah. I, I love just... that. Yeah, that's a great scene. And um, it also goes, especially when after Rock leaves at the end and then one of the guys gets up and he tries to go after after Jet Li and then Jet Li just, you know, gives him the smackdown really quickly. <laughs> um, now, that was one of the also one of the changes. I think a lot of the the US stuff, I think a lot of that 10 minutes was was violent actually, was edited yeah. down because I see like uh, a splatter of blood in that scene, but you don't but they yeah. don't show like anything very graphic. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a great deal of that. One of the scenes I thought might have been cut was he knocks some guy onto uh, a bit later on, he knocks a guy onto some rebar and bends the rebar over his shoulders. Mm-hmm. So he comes out sort of through his chest. And up out, up over under his shoulder blades, and Jet Li just sort of bends it over his shoulders, and oh the guy god. then stands up, and you're just going, "Oh my god, that would hurt so much!" Yeah, yeah, uh, but yeah, and he ends up getting you know trampled to death, you know, trampled and his spine's broken, 
and the leader of the seven oh ones just go, Hey, spine's broken. Drain all his blood, we'll be right. Mm-hmm. And kill him and he goes, It was an honor to serve and I'm like, dude, you've he's just sentenced you to death. Yeah, there's also some other things. Um, so in the Hong Kong Taiwanese versions, here's some of the stuff that's mm-hmm. um, extended in there. Uh, mm-hmm. So there's extended dialogue between Tracy and uh, the other library staff when they're talking about mm-hmm. what she would do with um, with Jet Li. Oh, um, there is the the scene with uh, King Kao and uh, um. Uh, with a woman it doesn't say kaylin uh, he watches uh. her dance proceeds to have sex and then excitedly shoots her with a water gun and smashes a light oh i didn't um, see that part so yeah that must that was probably not in your version then i guess yeah, yeah. um uh king cow saluting inspector Sheck, uh yeah. a member of the 701 squad impaling himself on metal sticks and spitting blood oh yeah and, yeah that was that was in it <laughs> yeah uh, shots of bullet impacting when Black Mass shoots the 701 thugs to save Tracy. Shot a bullet yep. hitting the arm of a thug. Yep. Um, a 701 thug grabs two cops' arms and breaks them in the hospital sequence. Oh, yes. Uh, a thug smashes a cop's head with his hands. More footage of um, thug getting shot by police. Yeklan's shoulder being shot with blood shooting out. That's Kaylin's character, if you're yeah. wondering from the, from the English dub. Uh, some more bullet hits on mass cops. Um, Rock removes a severed thug's arm that had been clutching onto his shoulder. That one, yes. I think I saw. That one, I remember seeing that because he like he he's like passing off and he's like he's like I'm gonna get a drink and the, the other guy's like I'm gonna go with you. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah uh, Black mask bleeding after being stabbed. Some more footage of Tracy getting a blood bag and uh, yep. shot of Black mask blood after being stabbed with a with a pipe tube. Uh, yeah. And also it says both of them maintained uh, the green tinting of the film. So I'm guessing there was like a kind of a green tint on a lot of it. I'm not sure. There was there was a little bit of a, a tint now that I think okay, about it. So yeah. Probably... Yeah. And, yeah. I had a question. Um, oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, just, let me just say the English version. Yeah. yeah, there was, they trimmed a lot of the non-action scenes and, oh, I know. So the, the artisan and the BMG version, they have all the, the same gory content. So I guess all the violent stuff is in there. Yeah. But they also have some scenes that weren't in any other version. So there's one where um, uh, Jet Li is looking for Rock. Um, so I guess mm-hmm. that's at the beginning when he's going to the when he like goes goes to the police station, then he goes to the hospital. Yeah. I think that's yeah. what we're talking about there. Yeah. Um, a few shots of Black Mass hideout and um, uh, Rock advising uh, Kaylin to to find um, uh, Jet Li. No. Yeah. No. That wasn't that last part wasn't in my my scene from what i remember okay mm. uh, so you ask, said you had a question yeah so in the final scene they're taking a photo of of the three of them mm-hmm. uh and it comes out like they're all in their their civilian clothes and it comes out they're all in their superhero costumes uh you know jet jet lasers the black mask and the other two are in like black coats and looking very much like the matrix uh, was that in your version or did they change I, that there was kind of a picture, I think, but I don't remember them wearing masks. So maybe yeah. I was, maybe I'm missing something there. Yeah, it's like literally. Yeah, they sort of they take the photo. They, it's a Polaroid. They hold it up, and as it develops, you see them wearing their costumes, and you're like, and they're just saying, sort of "What?" <laughs> because no, I don't think that yeah. was in. I don't think that was in my version. Yeah, yeah, it sort of hinted at, yeah, hey, we could we could do a sequel with these guys, and I was like, yes, please. Which is funny because they did do a sequel, and then apparently that wasn't those guys. 
Yeah, no. No, uh, they got Andy on, who, from what I can gather, did nothing, didn't know anything about martial arts. I'm sort of like, what, why would you do that? Mm. You know, it's, it's, same, you know, it's the same as getting the guy for Iron Fist and just going, do you know any martial arts? No, you'll be fine. Just go in and mm. take it. And like, oh, why would you do that? So you uh, saw the you saw the second one then? I have seen it. I saw it many years ago. Okay. I haven't watched it recently. I do recall I may have fallen asleep during it. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it, it it felt very very Americanized. Uh, they had a pro wrestling subplot. Plot. Uh, there was some genetic engineering that went on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you had like Tobin Bell and Scott Adkins and uh, Rob Van Dam. Um, so that was, you know, uh, I, I I will I do have to rewatch it. Um, and then there was a quasi well, there was a movie that was intended to be a prequel but got changed at the last minute. Uh, what's it called? Shadow Mask that came out in I think it was two thousand and one. Uh-huh. it's on Tubi. Uh, and it's only uh, subtitled. Okay. So I haven't haven't quite gotten to the point where I've been ready to sit there for an hour and a half and read the subtitles. So, uh, but it looks quite good. So, you know, I sort of count that as the unofficial third movie. Uh, mm. I think it's on YouTube. They've, someone's posted it on YouTube without subtitles, and they literally call it Black Mask Three. Okay. So, yeah. Um. Yeah. That doesn't say anything about that one in here. But uh, it do- this one has a lot of American actors in it, and it was mm. actually written by. Looks like it was written by Americans. Um, mm. So you've got uh, Tobin Bell, Tyler Maine, Scott yep. Adkins, Tracy Lords, even John Polito is in it too. Yeah, uh, Rob Van Dam, as you mentioned, um, and yeah, and it says it's it says it's the same character, but he's got a different name. Yeah. So like his name is Ken Kan Fung. And it also says he's being tracked by his creator, a giant brain, which is completely at odds with the first. Oh, (laughs) and then some, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know why they say this is the same guy when it seems like it's just a different guy, but from the same program. Yeah. And that's the thing. Uh, They they really went for that Kato look, which Mm. I dug. I think that was another thing that drew me to it. It was like, wow, they really went the Kato look. Which they never referenced in the Hong Kong version, but I hear they did in the American version. They There's a, yeah, it, it references in America in the American version because it was, I believe that was the intent, right? It was specifically mm. based on um, on Kato, because mm. he says in it it um, in, in the scene when uh, Tracy's when they're having dinner and they're watching the news and they're talking about uh, Black Mask and one of the one of the girls says she looks um he look he reminds her of Cato. My son's getting uh, yeah. bussy here. Uh, okay. Sorry about any technical difficulties and background noise people. My son is um very noisy today. Um but anyway he's uh moved him aside to a little bit so he should be okay now. Uh anyway, uh we were saying about uh the Cato thing and in that yeah. scene Tracy then says to Black Mass, she says, you know, she's right. You do look a lot like Cato. That's she calls it a retro look. Uh-huh. Um, and and that that's that's all we get about it. But that there is that little reference. And um, I'm kind of surprised that they had cut that out of the. Well, I'm not really surprised. Because there's there could be. I'm not 100 percent sure if this mm-hmm. is the reason why, but it could be related to the fact that um, 
just like anti-Japanese sentiment and mm. Kato. Well, it's, there, there've been so many different versions of Kato, but um, yes. you know, in some version, I think original, the original version was supposed to be Japanese. And I believe mm. Bruce Lee's version was also supposed to be Japanese, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so it I might be was, connected. I thought he was Chinese. Well, I know the, the character. I'm not sure. I know the character Philip. was changed. He was changed. He was. He's been changed in a few different ways, right? I know that mm. in the. Um, I think it was the original one, the original radio show. He was Japanese, but then mm. it was changed um, various times. I think during the radio show, it was actually changed yeah. after the war started, and they changed it to yeah. Chinese at that point. And then I, I heard Filipino. Filipino was another change they had made at one yeah. point as well. Um, yeah. and I. Again, I'm not one. I'm looking it up right now, but I, be, if yeah. I'm not mistaken, I think he was supposed to be Japanese in the TV show, no. um, but I'm not 100 percent sure. Uh, mm. Yeah, you know, all Asians look alike, don't they? <laughs> Jesus, don't even get me started on that. Okay, so we got this. Um, we'd pause so we could look this up and just yeah. double check stuff. So, uh, so t I'm talking about this is a <laughs> big digression from what this. <laughs> For, but it's not connected to Black Mask at all. But uh, yeah. this, according to Snopes, Kato was originally portrayed as Jap as of Japanese descent during the first two years of the radio program, mm -hmm. and then uh, two years later, uh, this is before Pearl Harbor. And Urban Legend says yeah. it was because of the Pearl Harbor attack, but it was actually before that, and it suited Japan's um, political situation. References to his Japanese background was eliminated and he just became Asian, but wasn't specified yeah. where in Asia. And then a few months before the U.S. Um, entered World War II, he was described as being Filipino. Um, but then in the 1940 film serial, he was Korean. And mm -hmm. in the, the 1960s TV show, you were right. He was uh, when he was played by Bruce Lee, he was uh, referred to as Chinese. Mm -hmm. And then I think in the movie, he may have been um, either Chinese or Korea. It's Chinese from memory, but it's been a little while since I've watched that one. Yes, you're right. You're right. Um, Kate, and in the film, uh, he says that he was born in Shanghai. So, yeah. Um, and then Reed replies, and then Britt Reed uh, replies, saying that he loves Japan. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that 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 was the the Kato connection, and yeah, I thought yeah. that was a cool look to use for the for the um for him here. I I wonder if the Chinese if the the Chinese version removed those references because of anti Japanese sentiment. And they didn't want any connection to um, um, to to that, but I'm I'm not sure 100. percent That's just a theory I, I I have that it could. Yeah, be. I wouldn't have thought so because you know everyone loves Bruce Lee, <laughs> you know in in China and Hong Kong. So mm -hmm. you know what you know, but I think it was just so obvious that he was doing Kato that I don't think they needed to say it. Whereas you know the American you know for American audience you might just need to go look. We're doing Kato, just just deal with it. Yeah, that's a good point too, because this this came out in '96, so it'd been a long mm. time since Green Hornet and the Green Hornet movie TV show had only lasted mm. for for a year anyway. So yeah, he wasn't as like you know as much of the cultural zeitgeist as you know Batman '66 or anything like that. Yeah, so that that could be it too, like just as a way to remind the the U.S. audiences of of what they were what the references were. Um, which is funny because even me as a kid, uh, and I had never seen Green Hornet, but I'd heard about it. So, like when I saw him, yeah. his look, at first thing I thought was Cato. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, there's another movie came out a few uh, in 2010, Legend of the Fist, uh, The Return of Chen Zen, which is a sequel to uh, Fist of Fury. Mm-hmm. And basically it has Chen Zen returning to, uh, I forget where he was, returning home after the after World War One, and basically just putting on a Kato costume and fighting, you know, gangsters. Okay. Uh, yeah, so that was that was kind of cool. Um, I think they they had sort of had like, oh yeah, here's a costume in the window for a movie serial we're showing in the 1920s. Mm. You know, 15 years before the Green Hornet was invented, it was created. So, um, but yeah, it was that was a fun movie. I enjoyed that. It's almost like. How do we make a Green Hornet movie without making a Green Hornet movie? <laughs> and not, you know, it's sort of like, you know, all these Batman shows. How do we make a Batman show but don't have Batman in it? Uh, yeah, so, you know, another weird thing about this movie was the, uh, I, I'm not sure why they did this, but they use these weird CGI bullets in a lot, in some of the, in the scenes at the end there. And that was another thing that just took me completely out of the movie. It just, it felt so unnecessary. Mm. Uh, I sort of just figured there was some sort of high tech ultrasonic bullet things because they had laser beams. Um, so you know that they, they had some sort of advanced tech in the in the distant year of 1997. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I think yeah, I think the, the the leader of the 701 goes, it's 1997, and I go, beauty, there's my timeline. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, I just assumed that there was some you know sort of science fiction ultrasonic sort of bullet things, and I just went, yeah, okay, I'll go with that. That go through, yeah. go straight through rock and everything. See, I didn't pick up on that. I, I, I just thought they were just regular bullets, but it was just, just really bad CGI rendering on them. Uh, because yeah. they're also never mentioned or anything like that, too. Like, there's no mm. sort of mention about it. So that's why I assume they're just regular bullets. Well, I, I could be wrong, but that was the only bullet, like those bullets that he was shooting were the only ones that were doing that. So, yeah, that's, that's probably the writer in my brain that just went, mm. oh, that's what that is. And roll with it, you know. Uh, whereas, yeah, I, you know, I just make up the story, and then, which is probably a far more effort than they put into some some yeah. shows put into things. You just go, yeah, that's what it is. Oh yeah, there's some really, there's some very low effort stuff in a lot of this, like mm-hmm. like we we're saying with the with the script in a lot of places. Um, the direction is just very bad, mm-hmm. and I don't want to criticize the the um, the acting too much because again, I don't. I don't know. I don't have. I don't know how different their performances would mm. be if they were, if I could hear the original uh, Chinese dialogue. Yeah. Um, now you you've watched the you watched a dub as well. Have you seen the original Chinese dialogue? No, no, I haven't. Okay. Yeah. So I'm really curious how it would compare because I know I have had instances where I've seen the 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 dub and then compared it to the original. I'm like, oh my god, this is so much better. This. Yeah. Just like. And and not in ways you think. Like it's just like, it's it's like a completely different movie. Is how how far superior yeah. it is with the original. Um, so yeah, I'm curious how this would compare to the original. Um, yeah. uh, and if that would change my opinion, because I know, like I said, Jet Li's mm-hmm. 
I mean, you know, he's not he's no Marlon Brando or anything like that, but yeah. he's a decent enough actor to to for especially for a movie like this. Like, yes, he could yeah. definitely sell this kind of character. I've seen him sell more complex characters than this. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I, yeah. Also, I do wonder, like, how much editing they did with the dubs as well. Mm-hmm. You know, whether, you know they well, yeah, I mean, things. like with that, like with that story beat. Right. That was yeah. that was something that was just completely. Obviously, like you said, I thought that was just part of the story, but apparently they had done some editing on the script as well. In, mm-hmm. in addition, not only translated it, but changing some story elements. Yeah. And it just, I don't know why they did that. I i wonder if it, it doesn't even, it, I can't think of any reason why it makes sense. It's not like it's a situation where this didn't make sense in the original or it didn't make sense. It wouldn't make sense to American audiences, right? It's not that kind of yeah. an edit. It's just a very... <laughs> bizarre choice that makes the movie less logical <laughs> yes and yeah that's what we need less logic <laughs> yeah yeah um what do you think of some of the other characters near so we have uh we have tracy as the the kind of the main love interest in this what do you yeah. think of of her uh yeah I, it was sort of this weird almost uh you know she's like she starts off and the they have the the She's going. Oh, she's crying because she's always crying because she's always getting her heart broken. Mm-hmm. And the, the boss goes, "What you need is a is a down to earth guy." And she goes, "Like you?" And he's going, "No, no, totally wasn't suggesting me." <laughs> but and and one of the other guys goes, "But you know, I'd be up for something casual if that's what you if that's what you're after." Uh, and they said, "But yeah, what about what about um, you know Jet Lee over there?" And I think that's where she sort of starts thinking about him in that way. Um, and then uh, there's a scene later on where Rock turns up to see Jet Li in the in the library, and they're going, "Oh well, maybe he's just gay. You've been beaten out by the Rock." And she throws a book at the Rock. That was such a bizarre scene. I'm like, what? And she's like, "I can't take it anymore." I'm like, "Can't take what? What the hell happened?" <laughs> and she's like, "Yeah, throw it. I'm like, "Why are you throwing the book at him?" Like. You know, if they're gay, there's not much you can do about it. Yeah, there's, I don't know, I think there's this um, this kind of, like, love-starved or, like, love-crazy trope in a lot of Hong Kong movies, and I think that's what that was supposed to be. Yeah. But it's just, it's, it, it even back then it wasn't, it, it didn't age well. Now it ages even worse. It's just really oh, bad. Yeah. I know, and the, I'm like, you know, the rock turns around and, you know, sort of sees who it is. And he, like, quite... flips her over, yeah. <laughs> yeah, flips her over. Like, he's ready to belt. You know, you get, you know, someone comes up and attacks you like that. You're going to turn around and belt them one. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so he's like, don't do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so she was, yeah. And then she sort of got into this whole Stockholm Syndrome thing, like, oh, yes, I'm keeping you here for your own protection by chaining you up and not even giving you a toilet. Like, mm-hmm. oh, dude. And it's like, oh, yes. Neither of them can cook. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I I would imagine that maybe he can't taste anything. So, oh, you know that's a good man. point. I never even thought about that. But yeah, if his other yeah. nerves are, he can't feel pain, and it stands to reason mm. that he probably can't really taste anything either. Yeah. So I was just like, well, yeah, I'm just eating this. She just goes, no, nope, this is no good. Mm. I'll cook, and then she can't cook. And, uh, and yeah, I did like that. They kind of subverted that whole thing because it when when she's and i it's been years since i've seen this movie so i can't remember 
what my mm. original reaction was. But when when she said that, I'll cook for you, and then it cuts the scene of like her chopping all the vegetables and stuff. I'm like, oh come on, this is ridiculous. And then it shows that she actually doesn't know what she's doing. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's a little bit better. I can kind of go yeah. with this now. Yeah, I think he sort of got. I think he because he knew who she was mm-hmm. in his in his real identity. Uh, yeah, he basically goes, yeah, look, she can't cook. I'll, I'll just go get some takeout while she's yeah fussing <laughs> around in the kitchen. Uh, and that was the other thing I thought was interesting. You know, they're sitting there having dinner, and she goes, oh, and she, he's going, ah, she sussed it out. And she's going, no, I wonder what happened to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they sort of did the reverse of that whole, you know, Lois and Clark Superman triangle. It's like, no, no, I like I like the ordinary guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just a little bit freaked out by you. Mm-hmm. And she's going, yeah. And then she, she calls him she calls him a nerd, and he un, when he unmasks, and she's like, oh. Oh, yeah. I was just kidding about that, calling you a nerd. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, she actually ended up being slightly more competent than I thought she was going to be. Mm-hmm. And uh, how about um, Kaylin or, or Yeklan? Or, uh, I'm not yeah. sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh, what do you think of her character? I thought she was really cool. You know, there's, and she had a lot, of, she did a lot of the. You know, I'm going to jump out of here and I'm going to sweep my cape out. And, uh, yeah, and she sort of, but, you know, she comes up and shoots everyone and Rock goes, hey, I outsmarted you. Uh, but, yeah, she sort of was that 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 token femme fatale who mm. comes in, looks good, and kills you. Uh, uh, and it was nice to see the Rock sort of going, yeah, look, I'm not going to fall for that. I'm mm. going to set up some dummies. Uh, but, yeah, she, yeah, she wasn't, you know, like, Getting away might be your her might be her weak spot there. Just like mm. yeah, I think she got captured about three times. It's like <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah. I think the, I mean, at least again, just judging off of what I've had to see in the, um, with the bad dub. I mean, I think really, uh, Ching Wan Lao who played uh, who played the Rock. I think he was probably the standout performance of the bunch. Oh, definitely, yeah. Yeah, he had that that I'm a hard boiled grizzled cop mm-hmm. thing happening, uh, and probably did a lot better than we than what we saw in Black Scorpion a couple of weeks. Oh uh, God, last, yeah, that was awful. Time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but he was sort of like yeah, but I, I just love the fact you know oh yes, there's a guy with a bomb in him. Come on, Inspector, you can join the bomb squad for now. And it's like mm-hmm. you've got like twenty bomb techs, and you're getting him uh, to do it, uh, mm-hmm. which I thought was a bit. A bit weird, but I think you know. I can imagine him being. I'm. I'm not leaving. I'm just going to stand here, and but yeah, everyone's sort of like, yeah, we're just going to stand around and let the inspector do it. That was another um, thing too. It was just like his both. Um, and again, this could be a weakness of the of the dub. I'm not sure how how well it was in in other versions, but but it's just that's another example of just like the the writing not quite living up to what this movie could have been with. Mm. You know, Suchik has all these little things he knows. Like he knows about he knows Matt. He knows about the bomb. He calls you up while you're mm-hmm. in the middle of it, and he says, "No, that you can't do that with that bomb." And then he says, "Oh, I read about it after when I heard about the bomb. I went and I did some research." And I'm like, <laughs> I, I mean, like if Rock is any sort of even like a bad detective, he should be able yeah. to figure out the, that yeah. timeline does not make any sense. Like he should have more <laughs> questions about that. Yeah, it's like, how did you get the the number? It's like, well, it was the hospital. Yeah, mm. you just ring the hospital number and they'll put you through. Yeah, 
but yeah, I'm the commissioner. And like the cops are going, don't know what the commissioner's voice sounds like, you know. That's so, a good yeah, point. Yeah, he, he says, he's like, oh, it's the commissioner who did this. It's like, I didn't even think about that, but you're right. Like, you'd think they'd know who, what the commissioner sounds like, or at the very yeah. least, they'd probably try and, you know, confirm it's him or, or something. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of very inept cops. Mm -hmm. Very inept cops. And just like, yeah, the, the story is just not very good. It doesn't fit mm. together the way it should. Um, it's a nice concept. Like the whole idea of this, you know, mm. this super soldier who's trying to, you know, atone for his past and trying to take out this, this group of his former team, like who've gone rogue that, that's all really cool and good. I, I like yeah. that'd be very interesting. And it's a mm. concept that you can do a lot with, but it's just it's just not very well executed in this. No. Like the the again, the action is great. Like if you're yeah. gonna watch this movie, I would first off, I'd say don't watch the US release because I don't know what they were thinking with either no. that dub or the the really terrible hip hop soundtrack. Um but I would say definitely track down the um the Hong Kong version and and yeah. watch that one and and uh and watch with the original dialogue but more yeah. than that I would say I mean just some of these scenes are just shot so incompetently that I would say mm. probably better off to just find the supercut on YouTube of like all the action <laughs> scenes and watch that yeah yeah well there's plenty of them out there because I sort of had a bit of a sticky to see if there was sort of any commentary or anything that I missed but no yeah, it's like here's here's the best action scene, and it's mm. twenty different possible scenes you could be watching. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or if you want a good uh, Jet Li movie when he was kind of at his physical prime, I'd and you want it and you want it in English, I'd say go with um, go with Kiss of the Dragon because that was a solid yeah. film. Was that the one where he kicked the the ball in the in the pool yes. table? Yes, yes, it was. Yes, it was. <laughs> so good. <laughs> that and you had um. I can't remember. I can't remember his name now, but he was also in La Femme Nikita. He's been in a lot of Luke Besson's films, but the mm. the French actor who plays the villain in that uh, is just Jean Reno. Not Jean Reno. No, no, it was a different. Uh, guy. Uh. Um, I'll have to look him up later. Uh, mm. but he he was amazing in in that too. And you have mm. the the Bridget Fonda stuff you you could do without, but it yeah. was but the movie itself was was very entertaining. No, yeah, I do remember that that. This, that, definitely that cue ball kick that just yeah that did that did it for me. It's like that's so good. Yeah, I have a I have a philosophy. It's like if you look at something and you go, that's that's crazy. There's two. Uh, it was uh, so yeah. I looked up the name. It was uh, Checky Cario. He plays the villain in that. Uh, ah, yes, yeah, yeah. But yeah, you know, I have a philosophy. You watch something and you go, that's crazy. There should have be two responses. That's awesome, and I want to watch it. Or that's absolutely ridiculous, and I refuse to watch it. Ninety ninety percent of the time, I'm the one going. That's not probably ninety nine percent of the time. I'm just going. That's awesome. I want to watch this, mm. and my wife's just going. My wife and daughter are just going. No, no, <laughs> I am not watching this. I'm not watching this thing where you know this guy's just you know doing all these crazy things, and it's like, ah. Oh. Which is why I went to Cocaine Bear with a friend. <laughs> we had another guest on uh, recently who talked about Cocaine Bear, and he said it was it was a lot of fun. So I'm looking forward to checking yeah. that out. When it, oh, I'm not yeah. even sure if it's yeah. out here yet, but I'll have to check it out when it comes out here. Oh, yeah. It's um, definitely crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's like um, inspired by a true story. 
Yeah, uh, once the movie starts, <laughs> that's when the true story stops, basically. <laughs> uh, there are other things you wanted to mention about um, uh, Black Mask. Uh, let me have a look here. It's got a few notes. Uh, da, 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 da. Looks like I've covered most of it. Like I noticed they really prominently put in that you know Sue, uh, Sue Hark was who directed Double Team. You know, was the producer, and it's like I don't think I can even see the director's name on the cover. <laughs> That's how small <laughs> they put Daniel Lee's name. So I do wonder if he directed, if may have directed that some of those action scenes. Um, I doubt it, but I think it's just because Sue Hark is is a is a bigger name in the West. So yeah, it was sort of like he's, the, he's... it's sort of like those movies that came out a few years ago. Tarantino presents exactly, you know, yeah, exactly, Captain right. right. Directed that by was um, you've never heard of. Right, right. That was uh, when um, I think it was. I think it started with. It might have been Hero that started that up when um, yeah. uh, Quentin Tarantino was trying to get it distributed, and the studio said, "We'll distribute it, but only if you well, you can put your name on it." And he's like, mm. "Fine, go ahead and put my name on it." Um, yeah. And uh, but Sui Hark, he's he's pretty um, he's pretty well known. Uh, a lot yeah. of his stuff has made it out here to the West. Um, mm. So, like, I mean, I remember hearing his name when I was when I was a kid in the yeah. 90s. So he's definitely yeah. um, fairly well known. Um, yeah. So I think that's probably why that that was, yeah, um, it was definitely so like, yeah. yeah, put a guy, put a guy's name in. You know, oh, yeah. You've, I saw this movie. Great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And exactly, it, yeah. yeah it almost makes you think that he directed it and. But he directed the second one. I'm like, well, <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, you know, like, like, okay, you were involved in both of them. Yeah, you know, give me just, just give me a little bit of consistency, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's all I really have to say about it too. It's, yeah. I mean, it's the as far as I know, I think it's the only superhero film Jet Li has done, uh, and it's which is kind of disappointing because it's yeah <laughs> i mean he he deserved better than than this i think and i think if yeah if you had a, a more competent director than it and just like you know i mean oh my I, god I'm, I'm not curious i'm curious about the 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 original comic and and how mm. this would compare to it like you like you'd said about it mm. um but even if it was something a little bit closer to the comic book, it might have been prop. Yeah. I can't imagine it being worse, but you never know. Oh, could you imagine if Sam Raimi had directed this? That would be interesting. That would be interesting. Yeah. Um, but I was thinking more like you know, ninety six. I mean, John John Woo would probably be who I'd I'd love to see it directed. Yeah, this. yeah, yeah. I know it was just. I think it was the Dark Man connection that made me go, "Oh my god!" Could you imagine Raimi doing it? Mm-hmm. But um. Yeah, but yeah, you know, Wu would have been a good choice. Um, yeah, you know, probably anyone, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> Daniel Lee. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, no offense meant to Daniel Lee because this was only like I looked it up. This is yeah. only like his second or third movie, but oh, yeah. it's just like, I mean, Sui Hark should have taken him aside and and said, "Listen, you you really got to do some more. You you should really you know ask when you don't know what you're doing here because just like yeah. some of this." camera work is just very bad it's terrible yeah yeah um so yeah i think that's in summation i would say it it's not really worth the time to try and track down this movie uh i'm not sure how readily available it is because i checked on the streaming services and stuff here to see if it was um if i could find the extended version Mm because all i had was this this old dvd version and i couldn't find anything on any streaming site so i'm not sure if it's available easily available yeah, there's, anywhere. A, there's there's a few versions on youtube uh okay. yeah you know, there's one that's an hour 30 one that's an hour 25 uh but yeah 
I I presume. Yeah, but they're there for how long, who knows? But as you say, yeah, it's it's probably just easier to just go, show me all the best fight scenes and you know, you've got forty minutes of great fights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, th- that's yeah. it. That's like watch it for the fight scenes, and that's pretty much it. Um, but I am still curious. At some point, I I do want to see how this compares to the original um can mm. the original language version because I do I am curious to see something with um see how Jet Li performed in his earlier career before you yeah. know he kind of evolved into what we mostly know him for these days. Yeah. Yeah, well, he hasn't done much of late. He was in the uh, the Mummy Three that we discussed yeah, the other yeah. day, and he was also in the Mulan uh, remake. He was the the Emperor. Oh, was he? Yeah, uh, but yeah. Other than that, he hasn't done a great deal. Uh, I did hear he was quite he was unwell, but I don't know how how true that is. Oh, okay. Um... Mm. Yeah, I'm not sure. I haven't uh I haven't really heard of anything of him much since the um the Expendables when he mm. uh he did because uh, he was briefly in, in two and three, but um uh but I mostly remembered him from from one. And then I never saw mm. the Mulan remake, so I don't know about that. I've never seen either version of Mulan actually. Oh yeah, well my daughter was obsessed and it was just like all right, I watched the original. Let's watch the remake. And I'm like, do we have to? There's no dragon <laughs> in it. They go, we are watching it. All right. All right. <laughs> Which is not, you know, like I said, I love democracies. There's three of us who live in the house, and uh, you know, the girls, the girls gang up on me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I think that that's all we have to say about uh, Black Mass. So, Brad, why yeah. don't you tell people where they can find your stuff? Uh, yeah, I've got my blog, uh, Brad, uh, and I'm a, as I said, I'm a Luddite. I don't have too many other, I don't do any of the other socials. Like Machete, I don't tweet. <laughs> okay. Uh, it was, he doesn't text. Yeah. He did, in the second one, he doesn't tweet. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. he did an extended version of that. It's been a while since I've seen the second one, so I didn't remember that. Yeah. Um, Introducing but anyway, Carlos uh, Estevez. Okay, but uh, so that does it for this episode. Uh, SuperheroCinephiles.com is the website, Super Cinema Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And remember, you subscribe to our Patreon, you get these episodes a week in advance. Um, by the time you listen to this, uh, our um, companion show where we talk about the Superhero Cinephiles Book Club, we've got an episode that Brad came on. We talked about Doomsday Clock, its connections to Watchmen, and um, and also kind of like the whole idea of like a sequel to Watchmen, and a lot of fun discussions there. Um, probably more fun than talking about Black Mask or Black Scorpion <laughs> like the last time he was on here. So, But you have to pay to get that get access to that one. <laughs> uh, but that does it for, for us. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. If you enjoy the Superhero Cinephiles, then you'll also love my companion podcast, the Superhero Cinephiles Book Club. All my Patreon subscribers get access to this exclusive podcast where I review superhero comics and graphic novels. Not sure what comics you want to read next or what you should dive into? I've got you covered on that. I'll be doing reviews, recommendations, and also talking to you about useful entry points if you're interested in reading some comics but don't know where you should start. Plus, you'll get access to all episodes of the main show a week before everyone else. On all of this, for as little as just a dollar a month, all you have to do is go to patreon.com slash supercinemapod and you can sign up at any subscription amount to get started. Thanks so much for your support, and please don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you.
Thank you for listening. And as always, good night, good evening, God bless.